I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Hey, what's going on, Rush Nation? Welcome to Friday's show. Now, you thought Super Bowl week was busy, but the boys from Master Kicker sort of pitched a tent up in my mother's garden outside the studio and wouldn't leave, so we're doing a third episode. Murph, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm knackered now. It's been... Uh... It's been a heck of a week, but it's been a lot of fun. I uh, hope you guys have all enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, it's great to have people in, in studio. I think that's why we've run so long, Yeah, we've got lots of bands with things. To be not, not only are I the kicker here, and you boys can wait for your introduction, you've already had two this week, don't get greedy. We're joined by super fan Antonio. Antonio, thanks for coming along. I know it's a bit of a trek from where you live. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. Welcome to the studio. Thanks again for our trophy. It's adorning the desk in front of Tom for Meister Kicker. Now's your time, Tom. How are you doing? I'm great. Do you know what it feels like? It feels like one of those charity uh, 24-hour podcasts and we just keep going <laughs> and it doesn't stop. Um, but you know what? It hasn't felt like every time we get to the end of a podcast, uh, this is a bit of a behind the scenes, um, you tell us how long it's been and I go, really? It didn't feel like that. Like it genuinely been in loving every bit of this uh, NFL chat and that's kind of why we're here because we love our NFL. And, and we're starting the British around the, the league business. Around yeah. NFL, yeah. So uh, it's amazing we've got a new market, so we <laughs> see what happens. Charlie, you've not said much yet. No, I'll t- tell you why. I was freezing in that tent we pitched up, but then Antonio got in and it got real snuggly. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's we, a big we, man, we, and I was the mini one in between two, we, and we, I enjoyed it. We did cuddle up in my monarch's jacket. As we well did, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that synthetic was all over <laughs> us. So today is the special Ice the Kicker edition. We're going to dive deep into these boys' NFL, I suppose, history, I guess, why they do it, history what they do, them. podcasting, and then Antonio is exactly the same thing, why you're in the NFL and stuff like that. Round table, I suppose. How did you boys get into doing podcasting and why, why did you start your own one? Do you want me to go with this, Charlie? Because um, yeah. there's, there's, there's several different reasons why we did it. I remember a long time ago saying to Charlie, I'm massive into NFL. And Charlie was like, oh, I want to know more about it. I, I've been watching it, but I, I want to knuckle down and, and, and understand a bit more. So uh, after a couple of years of watching NFL and talking about it and then doing a, a fantasy league, um, we kind of thought, Do you know what? Let's see each other once a week at the very least. He lives in North London, I'm in South London, before that was in Southampton. So I kind of like, do you know what, this would be really fun if we met once a week, chat like we normally do about NFL, and then maybe people will enjoy listening to us uh, break it down. And, and that's kind of, it was an idea. And then we did a first couple of episodes, and we're like, do you want to keep on doing this? And Charlie was like, yeah, I'm all in. And I was like, damn straight, I'm all in on this. So, so that's kind of why we wanted to make it. Not because we thought that, that we had... The, the best knowledge in the world but we wanted to learn and understand more about NFL and by having that discussion every week our knowledge has expanded and our love for the games got vast and, and more mm, I think it was a little bit of you know we're not we're not pundits we're not experts but we wanted to sit, sort of hear you know Mr Gray Mr Every Everyday Man the average fan who, who doesn't really get heard and and talk to the actual fans and meet new fans you know meet, meet Antonio meet Chris meet Murph and just us five now sitting around talking about it because I want to know what you guys think and your your views just as much as I want to hear the people that we hear all the time. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but it's just sort of getting out the real fans like, you know, Chris, what, what do you make of what's happening over at the Broncos and such and such? Not just what DeMarcus Ware thinks because he's on Sky Sports. Not that that's a knock because I want to know what DeMarcus Ware thinks, but I want to know what you guys who live and breathe it, like you live and breathe fantasy in every aspect of NFL, sort of trying to thread into that a little bit more as well. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I think that's pretty much exactly what we were doing as well. You know, we we started a podcast to talk about our little fantasy league that's irrelevant to everybody that's in it, and it's snowballed into this monster that you see before you. So I get where you're coming from completely. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just amazing to hear people why they start and get into it and. Hard, starting is the hardest part. I'm, I'm quite blessed that Chris did almost a year's work on the podcast before I joined, so I don't have the same experiences as the three of you. Um, but I've loved it every minute I've been on, and it's just great to speak to people and network and talk. And I've made genuine friends out of it, which is far more than I kind of expected. Yeah, it's just nice to mm. nice to chat with people on Twitter and social media. And I've always seen social media as quite an annoying thing mm. so it's nice to see it for good um, and if you have a purpose with it and, and if that you have a purpose then you're reaching out and you're connecting with like-minded people uh, for example we, we kind of we've learned as well on the job so we didn't like you're saying didn't have that experience so ba- basically Charlie and I have had to learn where we put in our podcast how we make making better use of our time so it's been a learning curve that's actually been quite creative for us I mean I'm, I'm in your area now I'm in your ends your domain and I, I love this I'm like there is passion there's pride in this area right now so to, to get to share that with you 
it is what I think we're we've definitely understood more of like we need to connect with people because there's no point otherwise otherwise we could just sit in front of the tv and watch sky um and, and then go oh that's that's my nfl fix right there but you're not connecting and, and socializing with other people about it for sure so why did you guys choose ice the kicker as the name for the podcast well i think we wanted something that was related to the game had nfl terminology something that stood out something was snappy very you know it's, it's, it's almost similar to yours in a way you know there's that rule of threes in there like five yard rush ice the kicker very and we wanted something that was a little bit uh we could shorten it and it could be like a little acronym itk and stuff so we liked it and it's it's one of the terms we like in nfl we we me and tom always joke about it probably because we're quite sad really more than anything <laughs> but uh just ice the kicker we just still get a laugh out of it i think it's a something in the nfl that the novelty's never worn off when the ref's waiting and they're just waiting at that one last second and then they do it like they've mastered the art of when to right. call that time out. just things brilliant so there wasn't a mad like oh it's because of this and thing it was more for the reasons we just spoke about but and, and how effective that can be and how it can change a game mm. we look at Cody Parkey and everything that happened in that game uh, was the icing of the kicker the reason and actually also Charlie to go back uh, when we had and it wasn't quite in, uh, an icing of the kicker Lions versus the Falcons uh, at um at Wembley and we watched that and it was actually a penalty flag that actually won the game uh, for uh, the, the was it the Lions Lions won it after being smashed in the first half and we were like oh, what was that all about but one of the reasons why the clock starts or you'd have to retake that kick is icing the kicker and also and this is a real revelation we knew that Pepsi were going to bring out that advert so that's also the reason we were like let's get on this bandwagon Pepsi before. rumble yeah. <laughs> no it's more like because Going back to when we said the the everyday fan, and it was more like we wanted to ice the views of, you know, the the bigger the bigger wigs, and like we're we're icing that view because Chris has come on and Merce come on, and they're they're putting that world to rights. So we're not only icing the kicker, but we're icing that hot take, as it were. So yeah, that's fresh. It's much better than mine. I came on with them just sat there on a summer's day on a mower. I'm trying to think of a name, and five yard rush came, and I was like. That seems like a pretty good average mm. for for a running back to have. Let's let's pop for that. And but it, it sounds like it's got that five yard rush because it goes. That's what mm. I'm saying. It's that very quick. But your imagery is so idyllic. We were in uh, Kings Cross in the cafe because <laughs> uh, we were trying to work out where we'd meet. Very expensive coffees, and we sat there. And we're like, <laughs> we need to come up with a name quickly, Charlie. And then, um, yeah. So, but there's always a place where you came up with a name. So, um, yeah, for sure. We, we hope that people like it. So, for your podcast, boys, let's have a little look ahead. Highlights coming. Plans you've got. What's in the pipeline? Anything you can drop? I'll well, do that exclusive. That, that, do that classic media thing that we can't give away too much. Yeah, we really can't uh, because there's a lot going on. But there is actually in terms Which of... Which is code for nothing. Nothing. There is that also. Try not <laughs> give it away too much. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're very much like... Obviously with the season, it's the off-season now. So really we're focusing on the drafts coming up as I think everyone chronologically looking ahead, talking about the free agencies, what, how that affects the 32 teams. We don't just talk about the teams that we follow. We want to understand from the fans' perspective about their team. So we'll be doing all of that. But um, also getting interviews as well. We've got a few lined up people we're talking to uh, and bringing their NFL passion uh, to the podcast because we've had the likes of the beat writer at the Niners, um, uh, Joe Fan, and, and we, we've had ex-players as well talking about the you know the NFL Europe and how influential that's been um, and obviously the other week we had Gerhard de Beer uh, which is a fascinating insight so actually we've got the follow up to that hopefully fingers crossed he makes the roster not just for himself and he's a lovely bloke but also because it'd be brilliant for our podcast that you know we tapped into him before everyone else jumps on that bandwagon that's so good so seeing as you're both 
got your own podcast now, you know, successful podcast and, and you, you're in the beers and been in the beers and stuff like that. So what, what advice would you give to our listeners who sort of want to do this for a living, either writing or starting a podcast or to do with sport or any, any other passion, you know, whether it be knitting and they enjoy and, it. And take your current careers as well to, to tie those in and yeah. like giving any advice. Well, I mean, uh, by, by definition and trade, I've always been a stand up for the last, uh, 11 years now. Uh, but I've obviously done other jobs presenting and, um, uh, for example, like currently doing the match day hosting for Southampton Football Club. That's my team. Um, but, but always asking about this, never go into anything thinking you're going to make any money. That's the, the, the last thing you want to do. And don't just do it because you think that you, you, um, do you want to monetize it or for fame or any of that? Do it because you really are passionate about the thing you're about to do. Because the tough times when we look at the, the, the listen count or we look at the analytics, why are people dropping off at that point? And we can't understand it or, or, and actually that's not what it's about. We love to just chat into, to Gerhard the other, the other week. And, and that was fascinating. So, so do it because you, you love it and you enjoy it. Then it will never feel like it's, it's work. So that, that's from my perspective and my career as well. My only advice, really quick, I'll just say um, there's enough barriers in life and hurdles and obstacles. Don't put none in front of yourself, really. I mean, I'm sure you, I don't want to speak for you two, but you might agree. We just done it, you know. We do it in, in Tom's office, you know. It's not, it's, not the, it's not a studio. It's not fancy. We don't have, like, soundproof walls, you know. We have, like, sometimes traffic outside. <laughs> We're just two NFL fans. We, we, we learned how to edit. We didn't, we, we don't. We wasn't financially backed. We just, we love NFL. We're going to talk about NFL. We're going to go and make a podcast. So if you want to write, go write. I don't, I, it doesn't matter if you haven't got a degree in writing or you didn't go college and you're not a journalist or that's not your background or if you want to do a blog, put it on YouTube, do a pod, just do it because like I listen to Five Yard Rush and I live into other podcasts. I love NFL. So I, I want to hear what you guys speak. I don't care if that's not your day job or you do other things it's the whole point of I just want to know your opinions and get to know you so my only advice was just go and do it and and not to put ourselves down me and Tom but you know compared to you guys and a lot of other guys you know we are we hardly have any followers we hardly have any listeners I'm not trying to make that it's really bad Charlie but, I told you not to talk <laughs> about it. it's this. not why we do it well it's certainly not why I do it and I, I mean I, I can't speak for Tom but it's certainly not why we do it we've never I know one of the questions is what's where do you want to take the pod or where like what's the highlights but we don't really we just we get together and sometimes we talk for an hour before what well, we did before the pod and I'm like we should just record it. And there's yeah. there's no real editing. There's no like, we just talk every hour. And it's kind of like what us five have done here. We just talk about NFL and we're just putting it out there. Five people might listen, 55 might listen. Some but people, we just we just enjoy talking about it. Some people will be travelling long journeys, maybe 12, 13, 14 <laughs> hours. And they need a podcast. And that is why we made this podcast. Because they want a 14 hour journey, back to back episodes. That's why we do it, Chris. Yeah, I, I don't think we're trying to like, win Emmys or get like nominated yeah. in it we just we just really do it for the love of the sport rather than if we do this here this could take us to this level and we might get something off the back of this we're not we've never sit in like that and I, I don't think you can I think once the love's gone yeah it sounds really deep though I'm saying that but no, do you know I, what I mean no, I, I get that I mean we listen we we do we do the same things you do but we do look at the analytics and we do look at things and we set goals because we're ambitious it's mm. not out of love it's not for Oh my god, we know one day we're going to be multi-millionaires doing this because we know that's that's not the case. Um, Do we though? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I guess it's it's knowing it's almost like 
a self gratification, right? Yeah. So it's, it's knowing that hey, we we're putting all this love, all this work in, and it's nice to see that it's appreciated. And yeah. We would do this if there was five people listening. Well, I, I, you know, me and, and Sparky yeah. before you Murph did, and we literally started the podcast. So the rest of our league had something to listen to on their journey to work because we were basically just giving them trash about the results yeah. of the week. And <laughs> no, but I want to hear that more. I, I'd rather hear about Chris and his mates playing in this league who I've never met because that appeals to me rather than something else. And it's of course it's lovely sometimes to get a pat on the back and just to go, you know what, that was a great pod, and you, and you do feel better about it. But whether you have five listeners or five hundred, like to this one or whatever, I'm going to get on the train tonight. I'm going to be like. What a laugh that was. Those guys are great. Like, I'll do that in a heartbeat. Such a good pod. And someone might go, God, M5 just rambled on and on. It was an <laughs> half an hour pod. It turned into one hour and 20 minutes. But I loved it. So if it gets 500 listens or five, it wouldn't change my perception of it is kind of what I'm saying. I think we're really lucky to be able to do mm. it whenever and however we want. You mm. know, you download an app and you just hit the record and the five of us could be on a train up to London on a night out and we could record a podcast talking about how pants the train journey was mm-hmm. or we could be at an NFL game next October you know we'll all meet up beforehand in the bar and record just a random episode of Five Yard Rush on the fly with one phone you know not sat in the studio with the mics and, and, and is that an invite because I'm well up for that yeah if that's yeah, happening yeah, let's do it definitely but, but that's, that's how accessible it is that how, that's how easy it is to do so people should do it. There's also another train of thought, which I was saying, when people ask me, uh, what, how did you, what would you say to people who want to do stand-up comedy? I say, no, it's oversaturated. Please don't bother. It's a waste of your time. You're taking up my spots. <laughs> so at the same time, I'm saying to you, look, listen, if you like our podcast, don't make your own. Just get involved in ours. There, there's also that argument. And, and, uh, but that comes from a place where I'm actually, do what you want. Like, if you want to make a podcast, just go and do it. And if, and if you always talk a talk of, I want to make something, but never do, then that's, that's fine. But actually, it, it can be done. And, and if you want to do it, do it. No, I, I agree with Tom. Of course, but if there's 50 pods or one pod, people are going to listen to it or they're not. And it doesn't take away our enjoyment or your enjoyment yeah. of doing this one. You you still do it. And secretly, if no one was listening, I'd just like to come and talk about NFL for four hours. I mean, <laughs> like, genuinely, if we was doing this here now and there was no mics, I would have still come over and been like... because. Not so much now, but the game has grown so much. I don't know if you, you can all talk from your experience, but was there ever a time, you know, especially here in this country, they people do that thing, oh, what football team do you support? You go, oh, Arsenal, Southampton, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They never go, oh, other sports? You're into, you into rugby, you're into NFL, you're into tennis. Like, no one ever says that. And it's only like, people go... You're an NFL fan. Yeah. It's like secret combat. <laughs> we can talk about NFL. So you see someone with a hat on and you yeah. say, NFL fan, but you yeah. just like cautiously walk past yeah, three, three years people, ago, yeah. I did that because I used to wear a lot of hats. I'd be like, oh, mate, you're a, you're a Panthers fan. Let's chat NFL. I go, no, I just bought it because I like the hat. And you go, now there's a higher percentage that you go, Panthers fan. I go, yeah, of course. And then you can chat about it. So it's now bigger numbers. Yeah. Uh, funny, yeah. Story, funny story about hats. There's a guy who plays where I work and he always wears a Dodgers hat, right? Always, 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 always wears a Dodgers hat. And I said, oh, Dodgers fan. He's like, no, I've just got a really big hat, a uh, really big head. And this is, <laughs> only, only Dodgers ha- hats fits. He's got a new era cap on, right? right. Yeah. Only Dodgers hats fit. So, mate, they do new era caps <laughs> in every size for every American sports team. You don't just have to buy a Dodgers one. Yeah, you should be, you should be <laughs> ripping the logo off and just yeah. having it for the hat, but yeah. 
You don't want to support the Dodgers. No, the community is no, definitely I growing. I mean, I did, I did chat Go Pack Go once to a guy who was wearing a jumper. I went, Go Pack Go! And he just went. You he just you? turned around. Yeah, I, and I think he didn't even realise what, uh, what my that mate, chant was. My mate was wearing a Saints jersey going to a, a game that the Saints weren't playing in, in London. And I told him, it's the Who Dat. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I should, I should ask people. So he saw another Saints person, Who Dat. And the guy was like, Who Dat? And he went, oh my, oh my. You know, like... It, 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 it got the phrase wrong, but it doesn't matter. But it's building, and that's an exciting time to be getting involved in it. Love that. As a Panthers fan, Antonio, do you find that you get do you wear your, do you wear your merch out? With represent the brand. Absolute dedication all <laughs> the time. I'm even that sad. I've even got my staff ID with me in a Panthers jersey, and dealing with people at the airport. I have had a few comments where they've actually clocked it's the jersey in the staff ID. And like, is that is that is that Keekly? Yeah. Oh, Panthers fan. But yeah, you, you do get that same situation. Less so with Raiders fans because the Raiders emblem is just everywhere. And yes. But yeah, you, you, one thing I've come across with listening to your podcast and the Isaac Kicker podcast is the enthusiasm for it. I, I listen to American podcasts and it's almost like it's, I guess because they were so exposed to it all of the time, it's become like second nature to them. But with the English fans, because we've had to I don't know how long you guys have been fans fans for, but I've been a fan for since the nineties since the Panthers started. But the dedication is there, the enthusiasm is there, and you really it comes across so well. Especially when you guys are talking, like you said, you could spend an hour, two hours just chatting backwards and forwards, not even getting into fantasy, and it's just it just comes across like that. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's the, the key, isn't it? Is we're we're so lucky that we enjoy something, and we're so lucky that I don't know about you, you know, like Tommy's, you know, you. You work at Southampton Football Club, Charlie. We've spoken with both Arsenal fans, and it's just something about supporting English football that it's almost nasty now. I mean, we've been about it earlier, Chris, yeah. wasn't we? It's, it's it's almost nasty. It's almost like you know, oh, you're an Arsenal fan. Oh yeah, they're you know, blah, 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 mm. blah, and I can't say most of the words because it's a family friendly show. But it's just like it's always winding the other ones up. It's mm. always a case of. There's banter and it's having a laugh. Yeah. And then there's just it's just all nasty. And I, I go to games, I've seen horrible things. And you just sit there and you think, I don't even, like, there's days I just don't enjoy being, and I'm an Arsenal season ticket holder. You know, I pay, I pay good money every year to go and watch them. And it's like, there's days I genuinely don't enjoy it because the fans are just absolute. Have you, just have, you been, have you been to an NFL tailgate in, yeah, the, U, in the UK, in the UK yeah. ones where everyone's together and you've got hundreds of different people there, all different teams, backwards and forwards, and there's no... It's like a friendly rivalry. Yeah. Mm. But it's, it's a bit of banter. It's yeah. more banter. Like, yeah. Oh. yeah, exactly. You have a bit of fun. I yeah. would say that the percentages are completely reversed. I, I think in NFL, I would say 95% of the fans I've met in this country are absolutely brilliant. Mm. They love the spirit, the togetherness. You can go to an NFL game, you can see all 32 teams equally represented. You can see different names, different idols, different levels of fandom from people just getting into it to people who have been watching it 20 plus years. And it's just, it feels like a community. The NFL feel, in this country feels like a community. Whereas I would say watching regular football, 5% of the people who watch football, I would say, are mostly, I mean, I'm not trying to tie them back, but in terms of the interactions, I think 5% of what I see is positive and 95% is absolute garbage. Um, and listen, I, I count myself in the ninety-five percent because I, I do say things that it's just almost like that culture now. You wind other people up. It's you know, it's almost inbred into football, isn't it? Exactly, it that. is. And I think I think that's why none of us were, well, I don't know, but born into NFL. So we're not 
we don't hold the rivalry. So my first thought as a Packers fan, if I see a Chicago Bears fan, isn't like, oh, Chicago rival or fucking... The first thing I, I want to say is, oh, how good was that defence? Oh, man, he's <laughs> amazing. But it's genuinely, I, oh, I, I see Chris, he's got Broncos. I want to go, oh, tell me about Sanso. Tell me about, what, what, what do you think Flacco and Kingdom? It's never... A thing of oh we've got a, we've got a slight rivalry haven't we so we're going to have to act on that all oh, the Panthers they're in the NFC I don't know Antonio I feel like we need to keep that distance between us but my first thought is let's talk about this whereas football here it's very territorial so as soon as you say you know we're Arsenal fans as soon as you say oh, I spoke Chelsea I spoke Tottenham oh I don't think I'm going to get on with this guy straight away I've prejudged him yeah. I don't even know him but. You would never get that in the NFL. I mean, we went to a game stateside. Me and Tom, we went to watch Tom's beloved 49ers, and it was it was we the Giants, Giants, yeah. yeah. And uh, MetLife, and everyone was just everyone was high fiving each other. Like 49ers sitting with Giants. I'm sitting there, and the, the 49ers uh, went up, and all the Giants were giving him stick. He turns around, he's high fiving the Giants fans, and I just thought that is brilliant. That would never happen at football when a goal is scored. It's just something like it, at the end of the day, it is a sport, and I don't want to be like. Say, oh, it is a sport. Do you know what I mean? But it is. We should enjoy it. Yeah, we want to beat certain teams and we want to beat them more than others, but we don't need to get out of that weird territorial bubble. Mm. We'll come back to fandom because mm. I, I, there's a few questions later on that I think we should touch upon. But um, let's start with sort of the, the fantasy season. I want to kick this over to Antonio. Um, talk to me a little bit about your 2018 fantasy season. We are a fantasy football podcast. We should sprinkle it uh, a little bit um, in terms of. How did it go? How many leagues did you play in? Uh, how did you get on? Two leagues. One as a reluctant commissioner. Took it, took it on board not quite knowing what I was getting myself into. <laughs> Luck, luckily, the the good boys at Five Yard Rush helped me out because there were some real rookie mistakes I made going on early at the start, which could have really torpedoed everything. <laughs> who, who won that league? Um, yeah, me. Oh, well done. Yeah, using the five-yard rush as a, a sage-like advice from, from you guys. Um, <laughs> Second time on this yeah. uh, this week, checks in the post. Yeah. Um, the other league, it was part of a Facebook group, but the one thing that I want to try and focus on for the next season is to get a bit more into the banter, with because in both leagues I've been into, actually in, in that league it was more between me and Murph just going backwards and forwards and it could have been because of the Bucks Panthers rivalry going on there, but that's the part that I really enjoyed. And like you were saying about with this podcast, it's that kind of level of engagement and talk, and that's what I really like. Because also, one thing I found with fantasies, I've started to look at other teams which I really wouldn't have looked at before, other than I'm playing against you. I want to see if you're a running defense, or yeah. I've got a chance of you of you know Cam actually hoofing the ball more than twenty yards down. I, I definitely agree with that. Like second, that is is once you've drafted someone, you suddenly care about that yeah. team more than you would do. And I think that's the interesting thing. Like, I know that people play uh, the football fantasy, the Premier League apps and everything, and they care a little bit more. But it's, it's a kind of like, there's more fun. Like, I take pride and, and interest. Maybe that's because I'm, I'm an NFL geek. But I really care whether my running back for another team or opposition. So I'm watching Red Zone while I'm also checking the app. I'm also watching the live yeah. feed of the team that I support. And I'm like, this is an overload. My girlfriend doesn't understand. And she's like, I don't understand. What you're, which one are you focusing on? I'm like, all of it at once. Like, that's how much I love it. Hands, you, you hands, take up, interest. hands up how many people actually had more than one thing going on at the same time. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah, you have to. Pack- that's the only way to live. Yeah, got yeah. Packers on the Game Pass and Red Zone Red Zone on Sky. I, I never used to watch Red Zone at all until I started playing Fantasy. And then because I had to yeah. start 
caring about. Red Zone is the best thing on telly. <laughs> it literally is because no, it, it, for four hours it shows you every single decent bit of NFL like, action. Four, like, seven hours. Yeah, mm. but some of us start work at five. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so you should do what I do. So what I do is I watch the first three or four. I watch up to the nine thirty games at this point. My wife is um, uh, is going to literally shout and say, "Like well, you've had enough of that. Come on, three and a half hours. Like I want to watch some crap on TV." And you're like, "Fine." Um, so what I do is I record it on Sky Q and then the next morning I download it and watch the rest of it to and from work yeah, oh, but I don't have crazy. that commute yeah. my commute is See, 7 this, minutes this is the only positive about seven commutes on the Monday morning so my Monday morning consists of me waking up getting on the train which sounds horrible and then for the next hour but it's the best day though isn't it because you've got the end no, of production no, no. no Tuesday's the my, best uh, day my, uh, we have a thing I, I do the same but then the girlfriend dominates the telly and it's red zone on laptop yeah, yeah I feel I, that I watch red zone on my phone because if I put it on the telly, I'm a single man What was it? You were watching a film one night, you and your girlfriend, Charlie, we were watching, and you just kept checking Red Zone, and you were just <laughs> living. Hell broke loose. So, <laughs> hell broke loose! Hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, I thought, it was, I thought it was the end. I mean, we don't want to get into a sad note on this pod, because we are still together, touch wood. But uh, we do this thing, like, right, if we're, if we're like, having dinner or, you know, watching a film, like, phone's off, like, as it should be, like, it's our time. But as you guys know, it... Fantasy was on, and for those 16 weeks, 17 weeks of that season, I had to win, and the game was on the line. It was the second week, I think Packers played Vikings, and you know when the Packers won, ha-ha, Clinton Dix got the interception, and the Vikings went down and scored. So I'm waiting on this fantasy, and I was like, because I think we started watching the film at half eight, half nine, it was a six o'clock game, so I thought, look, I need, I need to watch this last quarter, because, you know, Green Bay, it's the second week, we, we need to get the win, and I need to win the fantasy, and, you know, so I'm doing this on the phone. And she was like, what is that flashing on your phone? I was like, it's the ESPN notification. <laughs> I cannot do anything about it. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was definitely in the doghouse. But Sunday, but a lot of people don't understand how, how sacred that Sunday is. Mm. It's not just the Sunday night. It, it's also the Monday. So the amount of times that I'd be working, my girlfriend uh, works the next day. She needs to be up early. I don't. I work in the evening. So it's kind of like, that's... There's nothing more beautiful, and I've been lost without the Sundays of NFL. You have to take Even a long the, yeah, run, yeah. run up. Because yeah. I give my girlfriend like eight months. I'm like, look, in eight, eight months, the NFL's <laughs> no. coming back. Look, seven months, it's, it's nearly back. Six months now, you need to know, then Sundays are not yours anymore, okay? Like, yes, it's, it's short season, short season. You know, it's five months to go, so you have to give them a long run up. And then they're like, yeah, it's fine, and when it comes around. But, never. but the wife hates it because it's, it's Sunday, it's Sunday night, and she's like, right, I don't see you that much over the week because of work. Uh-huh. And then, then you got to tie in Saturdays. You might be at the Arsenal. Then Sunday, it's NFL night, and you know I, so I make a conscious effort of keeping it to like a couple of hours. Uh, and it then is I, difficult. And then I sky cue it. Then it's podcast, uh, <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> before you know it, the cycle starts again. It takes over your life. You, you, she, feel, you, she, you feel like a fan that that travels for football over in the UK. Uh, but you, 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 that's what you're doing. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's times I put my my relationship, my, my relationship, and, and also I'm in a mood as well. I don't know if you have that. Uh, like the Niners season terrible. for me, I was just like, she's like, they're, they're losing, aren't they? And I'm like, are you? Get-? And then I'm getting wound up about it, and then my fantasy's losing, uh, and I'll go to bed. And that's I'm the right whammy when your team and your fantasy team is losing. <laughs> so here's a triple whammy for you when your fantasy team loses. The Arsenal lose, mm. and then the Buccaneers lose, and you're like, "This season's this this weekend's a write-off." Yeah, for me like though, when the Bucks lose, it. I'm actually quite happy. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Flip on it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. oh man. So, all right, quick fire boys, Charlie. Yeah. How many? You know, 
I would say you work out your strategy and how do you prepare for your drafts and stuff like that. But the week will end before we finish the podcast. So I'm going to quick fire. <laughs> how many leagues did you play in? Last year, just the two cut down. And how many, you came last in one. We I came that. last in one and I had a chance to make the playoffs in the other game, needed to win my last game, lost by 0.7 points. So I didn't make the playoffs. So what I've gleaned from that is need to listen to us more next year. Tom, how many leagues? Let me tell you this, you're going to be saying exactly the same phrase with me. Uh, I almost won one, got to the final in one. I feel that. Yeah, and uh, and the other one uh, did all right, got to the playoffs, it got to the semis in that one, and then absolutely tanked in another. So that was the NFL podcast, uh, the NFL app, so I will not be playing that league anymore. So I just think it doesn't agree with me. It's like it's like gluten intolerance. <laughs> I feel that, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, sleeper is the way forward. Everything has to be on sleeper. It's so clean. Yeah, and the draft board is wicked as well because you get the whole board and the. Card. Oh yeah, I noticed that when you two were drafting earlier. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, big, it's, big fan it's, of that. It's real good. It's nice, uh, nice little interface they've got going on there. And we talked about you, Antonio. Did you win in leagues? One, one, came into semi-finals for the second one. So pretty good strike, mate. Do you know why that is, boys? Antonio listens. Five yard rush. Don't worry, I've already noted that down in my notes in my phone. <laughs> and also, uh, and I'm the only public person in this room uh, that has does not won a fantasy league. Whatever, ever. Oh, I've only that's, that's my mission for 2019. No, shall, shall I tell you? <laughs> this go. is a, this is a secret. Yeah. You're going to love this. You, this Murph no, and Chris are going to love this. This is about to not be a secret. <laughs> yeah, now, but it's okay. So earlier, a few days back, another pod. Tom said that he always asked my fantasy advice, and I didn't give him his. That was because I didn't ask for his. That was because I like to keep my cards very close to my chest. But I listen to all the fantasy pods and all the articles and I don't tell Tom that I'm listening to Five Yard Rush because <laughs> I want to get all the advice and he won't get it. But now, obviously, he's going to start listening. Right, Tom, we're going to exchange phone numbers. I'm going to be your private, uh, I'm gonna be your private coach. Oh, coach, yeah. He got to the playoffs. He just unluckily missed that. Yeah. He just faced Kamara and got... I, I know. I do know what you mean, though. I like listening to the fantasy footballers and stuff, and and didn't tell anybody about them for yeah, ages you don't. because you their advice is so good. And then we had Andy Holloway on last Friday, and and now everyone in the whole yeah. world knows. So yeah, that's a fair point. I think it's a case of just digesting the information. I think what we try to do is take all that information and condense it down so that you only have to listen to us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, you know, I for me, I don't think seasons will get better than 2018. I'm expecting a huge drop off from. Your strike weight was was pretty high, mate. If yes. I'm honest, yeah, five five leagues, four playoffs, three titles. Boom, that's amazing. Uh, but in one league, one league, I went undefeated because I was playing with absolute idiots. Um, no offense to anybody I previously worked with in an old work colleague's league, um, <laughs> but you guys, you guys are crap. Um, I, I could have probably not set a lineup, just set the same team to go every week, and they probably would have won. Um, it was quite embarrassing who I ended up with after two weeks of the waiver wire. I picked up literally everybody. Uh, <laughs> I just sat there. It's like Philip Lindsay, check. George Kittle, check. A Gurley, a Kamara. It's just ridiculous. I don't see that. that. That's something I need to work on for next season. Is a waiver wire. Well, the guys we're here every week. Yeah. Every week we put out a waiver wire article and a podcast. Yeah. Oh. And hopefully next season we'll have a rankings website page on our website as well. Well, well that'd be the dream. No, it's not a dream. It's a reality. It's, it's on its way. That's true. It's coming, and it's gonna. It looks really nice. I haven't seen it at all. Well, you guys, I, I, I did listen to your advice, but my team was so poor because I was always normally first on waivers. It was, it was too late to make a difference, and the sentimental thing that we've. Previously the thing about that first on waivers as well is, if you are a good team, 
picking up handcuffs and stuff at the end of the season and you've got last waiver priority, it can be hard to grab anyone because... And I think that's why we can do a lot of fab budgets as well. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Fab is much better than waiver priority because then you get the fair... You can bid on the player. Everyone has the same it's amount a bit more of strategic. Do you go early and try and nab and not, Kittle? And not, not only that, but when CJ Anderson turns up and the, the team in last place gets him on the waivers three weeks from the end and doesn't need him... You, you know, if you're in the lead and you've still got budget left for, for your free acquisition, free agent acquisition, sorry, I should say, you can bid $45 and you can get him as opposed to a team at the bottom picking him up because they yeah. want to put him on their side when actually they're not playing for anything. When, when we said earlier you should play for everything, but it gives everyone a fighting chance. We've got, what, about five minutes left on this? Yeah, well, well as long as you want, really. You want to uh, do some fan experience? Yeah, it's good that. Right then. Has anybody been to a game stateside? Yep. Well, if you don't count... We've talked about your stateside experiences enough. <laughs> Charlie Tom, mentioned that one about the... Yeah, yeah. we went to the 49ers-Giants. It was at a time when the, the, the 49ers weren't on a very good run. But uh, I said, no, the 49ers are going to go to MetLife and win. And they did. And it was a great game. It was it was a brilliant game. It was the uh, second time I've been there. I've been to a preseason game at the MetLife. Uh, New Orleans Saints. It was a great game. See the Niners. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's first start, actually, that one. Yeah, you <laughs> meant to a game this year, didn't you? Great comeback, did, yeah. For the Eagles, yeah. Uh, the link, uh, and um, that was great. Um, I made my girlfriend support a team. She had the free reign. Anyone apart from my Niners, um, I wouldn't give her that that pain and suffering. So she chose the Eagles. The season they won the Super Bowl, three games <laughs> in, she went, "I'm going Eagles." I was like, "You sure you want to go Eagles? Quite rough." And she was like, "No, no." Look to the, the ethos, the food, everything. They go and win the Super Bowl that year. And then she was like, Rams, going to the Super Bowl. And they got there. They didn't win it. but So I will let you know who she picks out for, for who's going to the Super Bowl at the very least. So That's got to be a pod episode for you. She comes on, does a big reveal. You can jazz it up. Maybe get like a little wheel so she can eliminate some things. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely... There's like the octopus in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Video it, yeah. put it on Twitter. Yeah, look at that. So you can pop yeah. Uh, well, I think it, uh, yeah, been to been to a, been to a, a, a few actually different stadiums. The, the candlestick was 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 great fun as well. So um, it's an amazing experience, and and you should, if you can, definitely make that that adventure. I think once the lad's old enough, I'm going to take him over, and, and we're going because I'm not sure the missus will let that slide when he's no. this young. But mm. what about you, Antonio? Have you been stateside for a game? I was talking to Murph earlier on. I made a deal with my wife for my fortieth. If Panthers hadn't come over here to play. I'd be going for my 40th to watch Carolina play. And lo and behold, they decided to come here <laughs> the year before my 40th. So oh, save some yeah. money, though. At least you can go big on well, This, this is the argument. I've said, well, the budget I would have had for that, I think I should play, put yeah. down for this one. Uh, um, hello, VIP box. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wembley. Well, well, I've, well. Heard, I've heard a rumour that that game is going to be played at the new Tottenham Stadium. So, Wembley, it is. If, if, <laughs> if the Tottenham Stadium's up to... Scratch. Um, I've watched a lot of lower league, like UK-based games, and I've also watched my beloved Polish, because I uh, watch a lot of American football played in European leagues. So the team that I follow in Poland are so bad, they make the Browns look great going back like the last 10 years. <laughs> um, called the Angels, um, Todd and Angels, and they are so bad. They play on a converted foot pitch. Wow. And they, I even texted them once saying I was here to watch it sitting there wearing an Olsen salute to service jersey and they offered me a chance to go and play on the on the, on their team <laughs> they were that bad no way did you take it up my wife wouldn't let me at the time but I've got that as, as an idea for the future well, 
we, sorry, I was just going to say, I feel like you have to, you have to, either take that opportunity just for the, the and giggles, yeah. uh, but also you have to go to the, the holy playing field of your team at least once. So like, I know I keep saying to Charlie, one of the things that we want to do for our podcast is go to Green Bay just because it, it, it's such a, an experience. We have to go yeah. to just, just once. So yeah. just persuade your wife. If it's not to let you get hit by other men on the yeah. playing field, to at least go to the stadium. That would be the... But I've got another little boy on the way coming in May, so the chances are financially and logistically is just... Unless I can find someone who's going to be a really good babysitter for me for at least a week, mm. then we'll see what happens. I feel that pain. Well, we'll just have to see you at the Tampa Bay uh, Panthers game next yeah. year. Totally. Yeah. It's going to be good. Perfect. Which question? I'm, Again, know, I'm reading I'm over Chris's shoulder. Well, there's so many, and we've got such little time. It's just, yeah. what, what can you I, see over, over I'll tell, tell you what I think. I think um, we should talk about growing fan experiences here in the UK, and maybe suggesting what the NFL can do more because mm. it is the fastest growing sport in Europe. Um, but it'd be good to get some ideas from you all about how we can, how we as podcasters, how the NFL can can do more um, to engage and get even more fans. I do have a small anecdote about this that uh, I don't know if I should be sharing, but I will. Um, I once wrote a letter to uh, Alistair Kirkwood about, uh, I'd done like a 10-point proposal um, that to grow, there's such a large community here that um, obviously, you know, the draft moves around. It's Tennessee this year. It's been in Philadelphia, Dallas. And I don't think we could ever get the draft over here, although I think it's more more chance of getting the draft over here than the Super Bowl. But we as fans, I'm sure, you know, I, I know I do, I'm sure you all do stay up to watch the draft, especially the first round. They should host, and I, I've done this all, like budgets, where they should do it, they should host an NFL UK draft. All the fans get together, just put it on big projector screens. So you know like when and the Eagles are now one o'clock and there's a small pocket of Eagles fans and then like, they've drafted Nick Bosa and everyone's going crazy and then it's like loads of Bucks fans and everyone's there. So we're watching it like we're there and then it's just one big party through the night food, like a one big live draft, but we're watching it on screens. I know it's not, but it would be an experience for the fans, something that could go mad for social media and loads of fans would buy tickets, stay up and it's a great chance to meet all different fans and I never knew yeah. that about Charlie but I knew that he had sent that proposal as, as primarily to get a job potentially mm. in the NFL UK or maybe even go out to the NFL in America but I, but I like to that. say they didn't take up that idea yeah, <laughs> which is their loss and, and the Ice the Kicker podcast game okay. thank you do you know it would be a sick place to do that in the new Tottenham ground because they could roll the pitch out and everyone could congregate on the Tottenham field because it's artificial, so mm, it's not yeah. going to get damaged by the crowd. And then they've got a the big screen to stuff. And they got and they got months to do it because the draft's in April. The season, would you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, in twenty thirty five, when the stadium's ready, that'd be a fantastic <laughs> place to to host that. So, no, but, but easy, couldn't you? Could easily get thousands of fans here. And and can you imagine? You know when they. They cut on draft night, like to the houses, or they cut to wherever. Like, or you know, when you watch an England football game, like they cut to Lincoln, and everyone's going mad when they score. They go, "We're gonna like Fox or whoever's covering it. We're just gonna Rich Eisenberg. We're just gonna cut to the UK." And there, it's two o'clock in the morning there. And they're they're waiting for the tenth pick of the draft, and everyone's going mad. Like they would easily sell that out. I've raised you one better. Go on, Trafalgar Square. Hey, easy. You just got to think of the time and the, the undercover and the, the weather and stuff. Yeah, don't worry about that. No, I know. It's, it's, I don't oh, get rid of those buskers, though. Oh, get rid of them. Out there. out there in April, late night, 
And then just imagine you've got all the fans cheering. It comes to London, all the beer goes in the air yeah. like the World Cup. Yeah. You know, we'll look like even bigger idiots on the international stage. I think it'll be amazing. <laughs> I've been to a few of the NFL live events around and there is that fandom there that they would, if you, if, like they said, what was the, uh, that film? If you build it, they will come. Field of Dreams. That's Kevin Costner. Thank yeah. you. That's what I say about our podcast. We built <laughs> it. They can't no slow Well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take dead people, to be honest with you at the moment. <laughs> I built this and you guys came. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's the real life message. And we stayed. Where's that tent? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's gone. I think my mother's had enough and you've been evicted. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think as well, not only a, a great idea, Charlie, but I think it needs to be recognised that the UK fan base is bigger than what perhaps the NFL presume it is. Mm. Obviously, they acknowledge the fact that they might bring a franchise over and stuff, but if you, you know, there's a massive community out there which is vastly untapped because it's not well organised enough on their part. So, for instance, there's five of us who would never, ever, ever have met mm. apart from the NFL. Mm. You know, like, I, I knew Murph. But then I did, the only reason I knew Murph was because of NFL fantasy. Mm. And then we got talking and stuff and Murph came on board and, you know, friend for life now. And then you boys have turned up and you're, you're in my mother's garage and yeah. it's madness. And then Antonio, who listens to the product you guys and Murph and I put out, he's here. And everybody's so nice to each other and the, the community is massive. If they could tap into it, it's, it's huge. Mm. The fan base, just for the sport, is much bigger than I think it is. Mm. So they need to do more, I want to say grassroots, because that's not right. Mm. But I just think they've got to support it. I mean, we're doing a campaign with the um, GB Under-19s. Say campaign, it's not right. We're trying to raise, well, other people trying to raise money. We, we jumped on the bandwagon and raise awareness. But we're at a stage where we've got a sport that's the fastest growing in Europe, and we've got a bunch of 18, 17-year-olds who are playing games for their country mm. who are not getting a single dime from anybody in the government, the budget, local communities, anything like that. Their parents are paying it out of their own. And you've got players who are not even, you know, their families are footing the bill. I'm talking about to represent their country. We're not talking about them, you know, getting tens of thousands of pounds here to, you know, get a big bus or to travel in style or anything like that. You know, they're asking for a very small amount of money to run their team for a year to represent their country. And if you work that per man, it's like less than a hundred pounds a year per person. Like how can we as a community of, or just the NFL or anything, mm. you know, have this team that's representing their country who, who could be, you know, one of those players mm. could play in the NFL mm. with the right coach, mm. right development, be seen at the right time, go to a combine, impress, get a job. And that could be stifled because of money. And we're not, again, we're not talking about this team. They don't need, need £10,000. They just need £5,000. But the two things go hand in hand because you say you, you do something like the, the NFL UK draft and you have a thousand fans and you charge them a five or a tenner. Yeah. I'd happily do it. I'm going to stop and watch the draft anyway. If I'm going to get to do it with my mates and I can have a drink and it's going to be hilarious, all other fans, like even the comedy booing, like when your rival team picks a player. Of course. And then we go, right. It's £10 per fan. We've got a 1,000 people here in attendance. Half the money goes to GB under-19s. Half the money goes back into another area. I'm, I'm more than... I'll go... A, I would have paid anyway. But B, I want to pay. But 
more likely because I know it's going to go back there. You, there's no way those things you would have gone, you would have paid anyway. But now it's going to a charity. Of course, people are going to do it. I think they've tested the waters with the NFL UK live in a small, nice hotel suite in a nice conference, hundred max. We need the next step up, which is something of an event where it's the size is five hundred or a thousand. Yeah. Because we hear we've got the appetite for it, and Chris has rightly pointed out there's a very big market here that's not been tapped, and it's one that's growing all the time. What's that next step? It's not It's not franchise, it's not this, but we need that next step up where everyone's here. Because if they were selling out games like this, like they're the hot ticket for games, you can't get a ticket on, off tats, then 80,000 stadiums, then we can easily do an event like this. It's mm. easy. And you know what also needs to happen is people like the big, I want to say providers, that's not the right word, um, Sky Sports, for instance, they are the sole providers apart from Game Pass, and that's part of the NFL. Sky Sports need to be doing more. So for like the GB under 19s, the salute to service comes on the red zone, hashtag whatever, the NFL will donate £5 towards salute to service, and they make millions and millions and millions. Sky Sports could turn around and say, look, coming up in a couple of months' time, GB under 19s are going to go represent the country, donate, because it's not requiring you to give money it's not asking Sky Sports but if somebody was to say that then people like yourself or me might turn around and say well actually GB under 19s needs some money and the community is so big and so friendly they'll be like yeah alright we'll cash in and we're not talking about this there's not a thousand teams in this country you know there's a brick ball league and then they you know if you can put this money into grassroots um, and just see where it goes there's a parliamentary committee to explore I mean the government just to put a little bit aside um Lottery money. There's so many different avenues in which we can put money into this. But it'd be nice to see the NFL just say, look, we see the future being in the UK. This is the market we've been growing for the last 10, 11 years. Let's, let's show, let's give something back now. It's not just, it's almost like the games are given to us as a, not as a charity, but it's like you should be appreciating the fact that we're bringing you four games. It should be, we, we're taking four games mm. and we're putting them on a big stage. London's not a, a, you know, it's not playing second fiddle to Jackson. They can even ask the NFL. I mean, the NFL were more than happy to put in, I think it was maybe a hundred million into Tottenham Stadium. We're only asking for five grand for a GB under 19s, you Do know, you know what? give even, a little bit back. Even even take five pounds off the ticket prices or add five pounds in ticket prices and those five pounds. Mm. From a program, add them onto a program, 50% of this program, you know what I mean, but... Look, we, we can't change that. But it is little things like these ticket events. It's like when people, like, Girl Scouts sell cookies or people do car washes to raise money. I'm like, if there's an NFL thing going on, I mean, we've always gone to an sure. NFL UK even like, even you at, go. Even at that, have a bucket. Fans to throw some money in. And, and yeah, it's just you you're saying, just Sky Sports just offering, for every tweet, here's like 50p or something. You know, even that, it's not even a lot of money. Like, it might add up to be a bit, but it's just, I don't know. It'd be nice to nice to get people on board and to... It's priorities, though. It's, it's, it's Sky's priorities. Sky's priorities wanting to get the Champions League back or buying the Premier League or yeah, yeah, yeah. making sure they got the, the boxing rights and they can do their box office. I don't know if it's GB under-19s. We know our, we know us five think it should be, but on their list, where, where is it? Well, we have somebody joining the podcast uh, next week who works for the what? NFL UK. Got other guests. They're other not. guests. They're not coming Tom. in, though, Charlie. They're, They're not coming, coming in. They're remote. They're remote. Panic over, Tom. Sit there. So, um, <laughs> we maybe put, put the idea to them about what they might have. Yeah, it's Some not questions. a terrible idea. That, guys, I know we've deviated away from Ice Kicker a little bit there, but that's sort of standard procedure for us five now. We enjoyed it because then mm. that gives more people, if they have enjoyed us and this podcast and this chat, you'll get pretty much the same, but not fantasy 
uh, led over our podcast. Right. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Why don't you give yourselves one last plug on the podcast? Tell people where we can find you and listen to your pod. We are at Ice the Kicker Pod. We're a fun show where me and Tom don't know what each other's going to say, which is a slight comedy element in itself. Um, we often disagree, which makes good for debates, but we just try to give the fan of every team their opinions, their views, instead of just us giving a scratch away at the surface view of a club when you guys will know more. It's your views, and um, we have some great guests with some fun features. And it's just basically just a passionate our love for NFL and just getting that across and I think that that comes across for you to enjoy yeah I, I actually my favourite highlight of the, of the year has been implementing at the end of the podcast we get a fan to actually close out the podcast so it's a little cheeky extra bonus at the end they get to ice the kicker right at the end so um, we'll be expecting you know maybe you Chris uh, to do it Murph's done it yeah come on Antonio's we tweeted you you did yeah yeah you didn't get back to us. Well, he's thinking about his long drive where he's yeah. going to be listening to the podcast. But Very true. Well, count me in. You need me on there. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for plugging yourselves. Antonio, thank you so much for coming in. It's been an absolute pleasure. The pleasure's been mine. Well, you know, you bought you bought us the trophy, so... Well, no, you won the trophy. We you, earned, you earned it. No, look, listen, we didn't, we didn't win the league in thinking that we were going to get a trophy. We just thought we'd get a bit of kudos and the trophy's turned up and that's due to you. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's been good to meet you. Good to... To connect and you know again friend for a long time so yeah and then are you you're coming over for the game next year right that's the plan well fingers if you do hit yeah. us up and, and we'll, oh, we'll yeah. meet up for a beer and stuff like that but boys this has been you know we're doing, emotional yeah that's no, the, the pleasure been asked <laughs> yeah. definitely but yeah you're welcome back anytime thank you and, and so, we want to get you on to for our viewers to give them a fantasy. Uh, Guide, guru guide before the season starts. Well, we've got so that Yeah. We'll be there. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. But until next week, Rush Nation, thanks for hanging with us for this week because it's been intense. I know. Don't forget, keep rushing. can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.